Hello there and welcome to Racing News. It is Thursday the 6th of February 2020. It's around about 5 past 8 in the evening here, UK time at the time of recording. And yeah, it's your first ever edition of Racing News here on Everything Racing Podcast. And just to whet your appetite for what's to come in the uh, motor racing season ahead, I've got a few things I want to talk about. Uh, I'm going to try and keep this as short, sharp, um, and snappy as I can. And uh, I've got three things I'm going to talk about here on this particular edition of Racing News. So let's start in the world of Formula One. The biggest story in the world of Formula One right now, undoubtedly, is the Chinese Grand Prix. Now, currently the world is experiencing something called the coronavirus. Uh, hundreds of people have been killed, which is awful and it seems to be spreading uh at the time of recording i believe there are about there are three cases in the united kingdom alone and hundreds in the uh around the world especially in, obviously especially in china more than uh, 560 people have been killed according to this article here uh taken from autosport and the reason i want to talk about it is because there's a lot of questions about whether the chinese grand prix is going to go ahead and this is a direct quote from an article taken from Autosport.com. Thank you, Autosport. Ross Braun says Formula One will look to reschedule the Chinese Grand Prix if it cannot be held on its original date because of the coronavirus. So, basically, the Grand Prix is meant to take place on the 19th of April. And that's not that far away, really. And considering there is a disease that's killing hundreds of people and has no, has no signs of it really stopping... Formula One, in fact, the country of China, in terms of sport, have a decision to make. Do they just straight up cancel all sport that's going to take place in, in in the Shanghai area and in China in general? Ross Braun, you know, they want to try and reschedule the Grand Prix. They, they see the Chinese, you know, market as being, you know, a big one for them. So this is a quote, again, taken... From Ross Braun here on this article from Autosport. Ross Braun said that the race will be postponed if there is a probability it doesn't happen in April. We will leave open the opportunity to see if the race can run later in the year. China is an enthusiastic growing market so would like to have a race in China. So no decision officially has been made yet looks like what they're going to do is just literally wait until they absolutely have no choice until basically they have their force you know there are you know it's basically forced upon them that we're, we're gonna have to cancel or reschedule the race in my opinion i think you just cancel it you don't look to reschedule at the moment this disease has come out very it's come very quickly it's killed very quickly and there is no real sign of it stopping and china is such a massive country with such a huge population that it, it, it could well go on for the re uh, you know who knows the rest of the year it might be over in a month's time and then we're all we're all good to go but the likelihood is i'm not sure i, I i'm not sure that's going to happen i think that the right thing to do in my opinion this is just my opinion is that you cancel it sack it off one year it's it's understandable some people might be upset and of course if, if you've paid your money to go to the chinese grand prix it sucks. Hopefully you get your money back. But it sucks, obviously. There's there's lots to it. There's more than just cancel the race or reschedule. I hope they don't reschedule. There's already, you know, it's a 22-race calendar. It's the most races in history. They're going to lose one of these races due to something that is completely out of their control. Don't reschedule it. Don't do it in the summer break. Don't do it 
after the season. Don't go to Abu Dhabi at the end of November and then go, oh yeah, we'll see you in a week's time. We're going to Shanghai just because we feel like we need to host the race. This, this season is already the biggest season in history. If the Chinese Grand Prix doesn't go ahead, it's already the, the tied, you know, got the most races in history. Like it's tied with, you know, last season, for example. Uh, as much as Formula One, for in a you know, from a business sense, would like to host the race this year, because you know, like Ross Braun has said in that quote, you know, China is a growing market in terms of Formula One, so they'd like to get the race there. But realistically, I would just sack it off. But we're. Ha See what happens. I'll keep you posted. Moving on to supercars down in Australia. Hello to any Australian listeners. Talking about your current supercars double world champion, Scott McLaughlin, the man from New Zealand. Double Australian supercars champion, Scott McLaughlin, has announced this week that he's going to be driving for Team Penske at the GMR Grand Prix on the Indianapolis road circuit in May. Now, first of all, no, he is not doing the 500. I also thought it meant he was doing the 500. He's not. He's competing on, essentially, the Indianapolis Grand Prix race that is before all the, you know, the events and the practice and the qualifying and the 500 itself at the end of May at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. He's going to compete in, essentially, what is a road course race. And as far as debuting goes... It's not a bad place to do it. It's not an overly technical track, really, compared to where you know you could you could go to several other circuits to make your debut, and it, it would be a lot harder. So, whilst he's obviously going to be competing in supercars, I mean, there's a quote here. I've taken this from Crash.net. There, Scott McLaughlin has said, "This is an amazing opportunity to race against some of the best open-wheel drivers in the world." on one of the most historic tracks in motorsport. I'm excited about the challenge of trying to win a third consecutive Supercars Championship whilst helping to keep the Shelby Power Racing team at the front of the field this season. I'm also really looking forward to this new opportunity. It's a driver's dream to get a chance to race an IndyCar for Team Penske. With the experience I gained at the test at Sebring, uh, Oh my god, I probably butchered the pronunciation of that. I know a little bit more about what to expect when I get back into a car at Circuit of the Americas. So he's going to test at Circuit of the Americas. I just want to learn as much as I can every time I'm in the car so I can make the most of the opportunity to race with the team at the Grand Prix in Indianapolis. So, there's a lot of talk about McLaughlin wanting to basically not, you know get out of supercars but to broaden his horizons let's say there was talks of him doing nascar but i was having a think about this and you know supercars races are held on permanent circuits or street circuits and indycar is very similar apart from the times they obviously compete on ovals indycar is a lot of cir um, permanent circuits and street circuits obviously then combined with some ovals so this would be a lot more, like a, a lot more of a logical step forward in terms of competing on circuits that he's more comfortable with than going to NASCAR, which is 95% ovals. Apart from the likes of like, you know, Watkins Glen or, I don't know, did they race at Mid-Ohio? I, I don't know, but I don't really follow NASCAR that much. That's a, that's a sport you won't get a great deal of coverage on, I've got to be honest. But 
I think it's wise in a way if McLaughlin is going to try and compete in America that NASCAR be that sport. And he's 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 shown a huge interest in it. He did pretty well with the recent test he'd done, and he's going to get more time in the car at Cota. I think it's great. I'm really excited. I think Scott McLaughlin is an absolutely fantastic racing driver. He's one of the main reasons I'm really, really into my supercars now. Even though the coverage here in the UK is literally all over the shop. I mean, BT Sport has it one day and then the next day they don't. So that kind of sucks. But Scott McLaughlin is really exciting. He's obviously won two back-to-back supercar championships. Going for a third, as he said. But... Competing in IndyCar, long-term, might very well be the path he takes. He's still very young. He's in his mid-20s. I think he's like 26, 27. And he has a lot to give. He has a lot of talent. And that's been evident from the start of his supercar career. I hope he finishes. He isn't going to win. I mean, famous last words now. I don't think he'll win his IndyCar debut. I just hope he finishes. Just finish and finish well. You know, stay out of trouble. Keep it clean. And, and and make a good impression. And then you never know, 2020, he may well he may well make that transition full time. You never know. So yeah, again, here on Everything Racing Podcast, we'll, we'll keep you up, you know, up to date with the progress of Scott McLaughlin as he ventures into the exciting world of IndyCar. And lastly, the final piece of news I'm going to provide you on this particular edition of Racing News, I'm just going to talk to you about the upcoming car launch dates that we have for the F1 2020 season. Now, today, we actually did get the livery unveil of the 2020 Haas. Looks all right. It looks very similar to the colour scheme you'd find on a particular podcast logo. Wink, wink. But um, it's not the actual car itself. That's to come in about a week in a bit's time just shy of two weeks so the dates for the car launches are as follows on the 11th it's ferrari 12th of feb is renault as well as red bull mclaren launched their car on the 13th alpha tori and mercedes will launch their cars on the 14th on valentine's day racing point and williams will launch their cars on the 17th and alfa romeo and haas will launch their cars on the 19th just in time for pre-season testing And uh, Williams, I suspect, will be launching their car in F1 Racing Magazine, as they have done for the last few years. So, going to do a top 10 worst to best looking cars uh, in my first top 10 list on Everything Racing Podcast. So keep your, your eyes and ears peeled for that. So, just a little bit of an update in terms of when you should expect the car launches heading into the 2020 season. So that's it. That is your first edition of Racing News, dated February the 6th, 2020. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. And I'll see you next time for another edition of Racing News here on Everything Racing Podcast.